Hey, Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. Today is everything aura pop culture. I'm going to talk about all the pop culture news and talk about it in aura color. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. Yeah. So here we are doing the pop culture episode, your favorite. Very excited about this one. (laughs) I have been given a list of things we're going to be talking about. The topics. (laughs) The first one, you know, is Brittany. Right. And, you know, I'm just running through the notes here, looking it over. And, you know, just just throw this out there. One of the love interests on the sheet was Jason Alexander. Yes. And I thought she had dated the guy from Seinfeld. I know. You're like, she dated George? I'm like, she dated I'm like, no, she no, no, no. George? But don't you remember when she was married super quick? It was like an overnight thing. I don't even know if you, you never no. okay, in I, your whole life have followed any sort of celebrity gossip. Here's the thing. Yeah. I know more about the Industrial Revolution than this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you more about the Renaissance than this stuff. <laughs> I know nothing. Like this paper to me, it looks... I, I can't even tell. I don't know well, who any of these people are. I know about Brittany. Yeah. There's <laughs> tons of li- a list of Fetterlines and Spears and I, I don't know, Ro- Robinsons and Timberlakes. And I know very little. So right. I guess I'm going to get educated here. You're going to get educated just a little bit. I mean, here. All right. If you want like the timeline or the biography, like I, we're here for the aura, the aura yes. portion of Brittany. All right. And Brittany wrote this memoir, The Woman and Me, and I've been listening to it via the audio. By the way, I don't even like audiobooks. And Michelle Williams reading this book is amazing. I feel like because Michelle Williams gets it and we feel the empathy and the connection that they have. And it's just that part. So I've been. Is Michelle Williams someone we should know? You don't remember Dawson's Creek? No. I forget her name on Dawson's Creek. Remember? No. Okay. The Greatest Showman. She's the wife of Hugh Jackman. Okay. That's Michelle Williams. Okay. All right. Brokeback Mountain. She's one of the wives. I forget which wife. All right. Of, of Heath Ledger. Okay. I can't she, and she it. was Heath Ledger's, I think, wife in real life. Oh, really? When he passed. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think they have a kid together. Anyway, that's Michelle Williams. Okay. She's been through it herself in life. So the woman in me to me, is a story of a pink aura woman who was stuck in a gilded cage and was supposed to be kept there. And she fought her way out. That is what the woman is in me mean. It, it, like it, in aura colors, that's what I feel like happened. And this book is basically the pick, the pink aura punch, the pink auras. Uh, from the Mystic Michaela spiritual family came up with the term pink aura punch. It's one like out of nowhere. It's like, boom, here, I said it. And Brittany is, has a pink and purple aura. And with her, she definitely got raised by the wrong people. I mean, I, I, I cannot emphasize enough how much difference it can make by who raises you by who for whatever reason why you get the parents you get like just looking at taylor swift for example because we just did the deep dive episode a while ago on her and her parents are so supportive and you know they supported her being an adult and having a voice and and you can tell it's it's a relationship that's healthy versus what britney was raised in it makes a difference. And that right there is where she first got her first hard knock 
in life, her first feeling of being contained and owned and exploited. All right. So lo- let's look at those colors. First. Yeah. All right. So you said a little bit earlier that Brittany currently is pink and purple. Yeah. Do you ha- is that was that the same as a child? Was she also pink and purple, or yeah. was she different? When she was a little kid, pink and purple. So she has not changed her colors. No, she's been pink the whole way. If through. anything, she feels more pink than she's ever been now. Okay, yeah. So, so, so and I know a lot of times people lose that pink. Yeah, and or like maybe they're yellow pink, and that sometimes that pink will turn to purple. Yes, but in Brittany's case, she's pink purple, no. and I she and and the book is I right now even without reading the book she's pinker than she's ever been. Okay. And I feel like when we were seeing her go through some stuff on a very public stage without all knowing exactly what was going on. Cause she was behind the conservatorship with, with her parent, her dad and whatnot. Um, I feel like we were seeing more of like a purple and it, the purple was very unhealthy looking. Now I feel like actually to save herself, she crawled into that pink as much as she possibly could to almost like shield herself. I call it the pink aura, like joy bubble. Like they can crawl into a kind of a pink bubble in order to live in a reality that is something that they can feel more comfortable in or what they can deal with. So I feel like she did that a lot. And even in the book, she says, um, that when things were getting really bad with her being controlled and exploited by the people that she was supposed to trust, she said that she began to think like a child. So I think that that was just really indicative of her being, um, you know, really calling to that energy as a, as a safety net. But yeah, she's been pink and purple. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then what about we have, so on my list here, I have mom, dad. Yeah. And then I have a sibling, Jamie. And a brother. And then a brother. Yeah. So what about mom? So mom's purple blue. Um, You know, when I look at mom, it's very much kind of about her. I don't want to talk bad about people. When I look at mom's purple blue, I feel like she's can really act the part. And I feel like she believes herself, but she wasn't protecting her kid at the same time because the uh, mom's blue looks very victimized, very victimy and her purple. And she feels like a child herself. Like she feels like she has a lot of childlike tendencies, not in a good way and more of like an immature way. So I feel like mom was kind of about herself. Um, Dad is a mess. All right. Like when I look at him now, dad, whose name is Jamie, uh, has a green, purple, and red aura, which is not normal. He definitely wasn't born that way. I'd actually have to see a picture of him as a kid to understand. He looks like the guy went through hell. And I'm not saying this is an excuse because a lot of us has been through, have been through hell and we haven't treated people a certain way and we take personal responsibility. But I do feel like this guy went through hell his entire life. And now his whole thing is I will never be out of control again. So I feel like he looks at the people in his life as puppets and he's the puppet master and that's how he feels in control and that's how he feels safe and that's how he does everything. I don't feel like he ever thinks he's wrong and I feel like he's just really hard to talk to and he's very, very scary, but at the same time, he can be really loving and to get his affection to me feels like how, how, how you survived in that world. And what's crazy is he created a whole infrastructure around Brittany where everyone was doing the same thing to her. No one, it's like screaming in a pillow. No one's ever going to, uh, screaming in a void, screaming in a tornado, screaming in a hurricane. No one was ever going to hear her. They were only going to listen to him because that is the world he crafted and created and everyone bought into his reality. And because she's pink and purple, Brittany, 
it's easy to be like, oh, she's nuts or she's kooky or she's crazy or like whatever the label it is. And he would threaten her with that. Like, I'll just tell them this. I'll just tell them that. The girl has her wits about her. I mean, she's definitely open about struggling with certain mental issues and whatnot, but she has her wits about her. But because she's pink and purple, she does not fit into society, which made it a lot easier for him to pull the she can't do it herself card or we can't trust her card or somebody else will make that decision for her card. And it was all tied to acceptance and love and if you'll fit in and if you have a family or not. So like really, and a lot of addiction, it feels like going on in the family. You know, the siblings, you don't hear a ton about the brother. He's green and blue, but I, you do hear a lot about Jamie, her her sister, her little sister. Sister is yellow, purple. I feel like people like the Jamie wrote a book too and people really came after Jamie and whatnot. Here's my thing and I'm again they're all adults and these are not excuses. I feel like it was survival in that family. It is very possible that Brittany was the scapegoat kid slash cash cow slash whatever, you know, and the siblings had to do what they had to do to survive. And if it wasn't them the ones that like we're going to get picked. If it wasn't Brittany, it would have been them. So I feel like, unfortunately, they were stuck in a situation where they had to choose themselves and they did. And, uh, and that's a really terrible thing to do to kids. But I feel like that, that, that's what happened. Is Jamie known, part of my ignorance here, is Jamie known for anything? Is she? Yeah, she was uh, an actress on some shows and I, you know, she had a little singing career and then she just wrote the book, but But, like, you know. But she obviously never got to the status of Brittany. Never. And she wouldn't have gotten what she got without obviously her sister, you know, being as famous as she was. Sure. Um, Is there, is there issues? Okay. And you said she's yellow purple. Yeah. Brother seems to stick, stay out of these things. Green yeah, blue, maybe he's, he's got like I think he's a he does he does things in that world too. But see, they're more rational colors, right? See, green blue, green blue. It's hard to say you're nuts. Okay, yellow purple. It's hard to say you're nuts. Like those those colors have more rationale to them in our society. When Brittany's pink, so pink people, pink auras have a tendency to say what they mean, you know, look a certain way, be really authentic, um, get just naturally picked on by others. Uh, just, she had the it factor, but for lots of different reasons. Um, you know, I, you know, and when she was 10 years old, when she made her big break, like a famous person was like, do you have a boyfriend? Or, you know, when she was like 15 and baby one more time, people started asking if she got implants. I mean, like from a very young age, people were, coming at her about her sexuality okay. and her looks and so it, it's it's like when you're pink you naturally get attacked so that wouldn't have worked with the other two it definitely worked with it was like the perfect storm okay like i you know the dad wants to create something she's the perfect person to control right and yeah. and then jamie being this yellow purple she could be probably a little feisty too yeah and did she i mean i don't again i don't nothing about this did yeah. she work with the dad to try to put like put me in that cage Listen, kind of thing. That's no? the big question. That, I don't okay. think anybody knows. Okay. If you ask me, I feel like what it what happened in this family, and I am not a mental health professional at all. It feels like one of those alcoholic addiction situations where and and like where dad's a narcissist and there's a lot of crap going on. And I feel like she definitely got employed to get her sister to do stuff 
Like I, it, it's so sick though, that it's hard for me to blame the siblings. It's hard for me to blame Jamie back then. Now she's older. And in the book, Brittany says she's trying to repair that relationship with her sister. So that's great. And I hope they can do that. Um, but I think she was told to, but that's what that dad would do. You know, I feel like that's, it's like a narcissist type situation too. Like, let's put rifts between the siblings. Let's also make you as guilty as me, Jamie. You know, you're going to be just as guilty as me. If I'm doing it to Brittany, you did it to Brittany too. So see, we're both guilty, but she was just a kid, you know, and she was just doing it to, to, yeah. So I feel like he did use the siblings and the mom against Brittany. Everyone was against Brittany because they were terrified. Um, so it feels like it was kind of working out like that way. Okay. It's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Okay, but and, and but Brittany's the – I don't want I mean, to say this, but she's their, their, their ticket, right? Yeah. Isn't she the she ticket? She is the ticket, but she wasn't – like, you know, she was the ticket, but she was told, like, she couldn't buy things. Like, if she wanted to eat something – like, I want sushi. No, you can't have sushi. It's too expensive. Like, right. I, like, literally am making you all millions of dollars. Like, if somebody wants whatever they want, give it to them. You know, yes. And she talks about they they didn't let her. They kept her feeling very small. Okay. They now, took her now, kids away from her. Now, I this mean, still plays out. Now, yeah. just because, you know, she was obviously, you know, she's a singer and huge. Yes. But this still, even if she never became a singer yeah. and, you know, a famous star, this still plays out in families this all across all the time. America. This happens right? all the time. This is happening all the time. Mm-hmm. It's just that she's known. Mm-hmm. But, you know, other pinks are going through this with these yeah. situations with the parents, yeah. possibly substance abuse type things or, or whatnot. Yeah. So, okay. Like dysfunction, really dysfunctional, yeah, abusive dysfunctional. families yeah. that, like, where there's like, because she feels like to me, again, I'm not a, a professional, just life experience. She feels like the scapegoat kid in the type of family where there has to be a scapegoat kid because we can't blame the person who it's really the fault of. We have to blame somebody else. So we all collectively will blame the scapegoat kid. And that's what she feels like to me. I would love to hear, you know, what some addiction specialists think about that, but that's what I feel she feels to me. And then she was made to feel very, very small, but yeah, this happens happens. to people everywhere. Yes. And the whole thing is like, well, she's got money and she had power and she could have said something and she could have done this. I, I, you know, I don't know if she could have because she was terrified. There was a system built up around her to keep her down, you know, and there were like assistants and, and everyone was telling on her and bodyguards and they were making her take pills and sending her to rehab the second she acted funny or whatever. And, and, and she, I guess she does have some mental health struggles, but that doesn't mean that you can't live your own life. Mm-hmm. Like, and I totally get 20, 30 years ago, whatever she was like when this was really big, maybe 20 years ago, some of the things back then really would have hurt her brand. So they were probably like using that as kind of a way to wield it. Now, 20 years later, you know, for example, her being with Justin Timberlake, 
So she was with Justin Timberlake for like four years when she was just a kid, like 19 or something like that. And they knew each other from like the Disney situation. And then I think she, when she got her big break, she went on tour with NSYNC. That was like how they hooked okay. up or whatever. Anyways, Justin Timberlake has a purple green aura. All right. Them being together. This is what I feel like this was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now this is just me. This is what I feel. She's purple pink. She can feel the fairy tale is real. I feel like they kind of set this up as like a brand situation. So this was kind of like an arranged... I don't think Britney knew that. Okay. Did, <laughs> I, did Justin know that? I think Justin totally knew that. <laughs> okay. I don't think Britney knew that. And, and I'm not saying that they did, weren't in love or they didn't have a connection because they definitely feel like they were friends. And I feel like he really did care about her. And I do feel like there was love between them. They were kids and they were young and they were coming up at the same time. And, you know, Britney's the type, like, she's really sweet. You know, you can tell she's authentically kind. And I feel like he... Uh, isn't this like a bad guy and he, you know, but he was young or whatever. And and kids are going to do stupid things to each other. So there was some talk about who cheated on who or whatever. And then Brittany does this bombshell where in the book, she says that she had an abortion. They got pregnant. She had an abortion because, you know, Justin said, we're too young for this. And then she had an abortion. And of course, when the information comes out, recently i guess it was him and jessica beale's anniversary weekend or whatever and by the way he's left the country which i did <laughs> Justin Timberlake he's has left, left the, country. the country i read that i admit i cackled oh it God. was just <laughs> well first of all so it is true yeah oh, okay. yeah well there's proof i guess okay. there's proof but he's not stuff. like he's not like britney's likable yeah he's not likable right yeah it depends who you ask <laughs> like i like i i first i know who he is yes and i don't i find him to be like a little yeah. Maybe you know, like your, could, yeah. your read on him is kind of like that he'd be. By the way, this is a great time to remind everyone that aura colors aren't bad. Aura colors don't make you bad. Intentions make you bad. Aura colors are how you kind of carry out those intentions and what behaviors that you're going to do. So just so Justin Timberlake's purple green. You know he's smart. He you know he produces. He's he's a great performer he's really interesting he's dynamic he's got a lot of energy um but i feel like his intentions were that like i'm gonna be famous i'm gonna do what i gotta do to get by you know this does not fit you know this baby situation does not fit in with the bigger picture and this is what we're going to do moving on you know i guess he broke up with her over text and it's a lot of like back you know it's very easy to just hate him right now (laughs) i feel like that's what the collective is doing um but but yeah so he's purple green but i feel like what happened was she was really shocked by their breakup and he wasn't you know because i feel like she was really in the fairy tale and maybe not noticing things and he was more in touch with what this is and the bigger picture of it all yeah and yeah and and just to add from this is just my thing like, I remember him from, like, the, the Super Bowl with yes. Janet Jackson. Oh, yeah. And he didn't, co- like, you know, like, all the blame went on her. Yeah. He didn't, like, take any of the blame. Yeah. I don't know. He seems like, and again, I don't, I don't want to bash this guy. I don't know who he is. I've never met yeah. him before in my life. You know, I probably wouldn't even know him if I walked down the street and he walked right by me. Yeah. But he, he, I don't know, he seems like this kind of old school, kind of jerky dude. He looks out for number one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's looking at, he's kind of like everything probably that's wrong with that industry. Yeah. And I think some of the stuff he maybe did 
back then. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many years ago this was. Yeah, it's, it's not going to fly today. No, like his thought, like his antics, yeah. like with the Super Bowl, Janet Jackson mm-hmm. and Britney, all that. That's not flying today. Yeah, like no one's no one's putting up with that stuff. No, and and people can see it in a different lens now. They're like, wow, that was yeah. really crappy. Like that everybody was coming after Janet at that yeah, time they were. and everybody was coming after britney yeah when they broke up and he wrote the whole cry me a river song oh, about it <laughs> which oh, is a very catchy oh. song it's been in my head like non-stop <laughs> since this whole. Right. but i think like at the time like when we were all watching it we're like why is he so whiny like what and and like everybody wanted her to be the villain because again it's just that easy to make a pink person the villain. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and Janet yeah. Jackson probably uh, purple, like a lot of purple there. Yeah, probably. she's like very purple. Yeah, and it was just, it's just easier. Yeah. It's just easier to make the woman the villain, like the onus on her. Yeah. You know, women in general get this too. Like not just pink women, like women in general get the onus constantly right. put on them or whatnot. But yeah, and I think like with him, he knew he knew how to maneuver all this stuff so well because he's purple green. So he's green. So it's kind of like the engineer brain. And he's purple, so he can do it in a creative atmosphere and with people and vibes and stuff like that. But now he has no idea how to do it, so he just left the country. <laughs> he's like, I have no game plan. Let's right. just go let's, somewhere we gotta else. we got to get out of here. Yeah, let's yeah. let's run. Yeah. <laughs> let's get out. Because that's pretty – there's nothing well, you he can so, say. He's so green that he realized, like, yeah. there's no winning here. I think he realized I, that. I lost. Like, game over. <laughs> Britney wins. I've lost. Yes. Yeah. There's no way you're going to win this right now. Right. I mean, she she had, she told such a vo- I mean, such a brave thing to say, such a vulnerable thing to say, and that's so pink aura, by the way, to kind of come out and be like, I had an abortion, and this is what happened to me, and these are my mental problems, and this is what I you know I was. She's admitted to being addicted to like or I don't know addicted or taking Adderall or something. So like pink aura people are very honest. And they will just say something and they don't hold the shame that a lot of us feel like we should hold or sometimes we feel like other people should hold. So my advice to everybody is when you hear something that bothers you, because we're all programmed to be judgmental. It's part of our social order. It's part of who we are as humans. Like it does serve a purpose. But when something bothers you, ask yourself, why does this bother me? And then like really like walk that down and be like, oh my gosh, is that a programmed agreement? Is that something that I feel like I'm not allowed to do? So I kind of go after anybody else who's who's doing it, you know? So like if somebody is wearing something like Brittany used to get that all the time, like that she would wear her low cut jeans and her little midriffs and people will go after how she's dressed. It's like, why does that bother you? Does it bother you? Why? You know, and at, really answer that question because um, sometimes it's just a program thing that's not you. It's your programming. And then you can get rid of that because pink auras are the target of a lot of programmed nonsense. Um, but it's funny because like we're still doing it. Like we're still, everyone's like, oh, we're society is different now. It's like, no, it's still flipping happening. It's still happening. Like I see it. I see it with like Taylor Swift, for example, um, like them coming after her for just hanging out with a lot of girls and and questioning her sexuality and things like that. It's like, stop, you know, like I hate when people, uh, you know, look at someone and and go after something like that. So anyways. Okay. And then I'm I'm looking at the other love interests here. Yes. And it seems like if I had to sum it up, it looks like there's a lot of green, blue, purple going on here too. Yeah. I don't know if you want to go through all of them. I'm not going to go through all of them. But there's like, just she, Sam Ash 
God, oh, Sam. Sam. Sam's her. Blue. Well, they just got divorced. Oh, okay. Or they're getting divorced or they got divorced. And he's purple blue. It seems like Brittany after. Yeah, that, that'd be purple blue. There's no logic color between the two of them. Yeah. And okay. So it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that must be a well, wild time. I feel like Brittany, you know, all right. So she was in that conservatorship from 08 to 21. And I feel like, um, do you know that like the only way she knew that anybody was worried about her is some nurses in the rehab she was kind of stuck in were showing her the free Britney videos. Like if those nurses, thank you nurses, if those nurses didn't say like, hey, look, look at this. People are worried about you. She never would have known that anybody was speaking for her. Does that make you sad? That makes me so sad. Um, she started dating just like a lot of tricolored situations and empath aura situation Brittany feels like she is very adverse to hearing the word no more than ever so kind of dating more purple people or empath aura or kind of tricolor situations are going to ensure that you don't hear that a lot they're going to be more supportive more silly more fun on the bad side of that it's like people going after your money or people trying to take advantage of you a little bit she probably will always have to be careful of i don't know sam didn't feel so bad to me i feel like it just didn't work out okay you know whatever and what about this kevin federline kevin federline is the father of her two boys and he's green blue purple um to me kevin oh god i mean Kevin. Okay. I feel like he saw the situation with dad, with Jamie, and there's kids involved, right? And there's money that needs to be gotten and there's mouths that need to be shut. And I feel like Kevin understood himself well enough with that green aura to be like, okay, what's the easiest way out of this so that I have my autonomy, control with the kids, and money to live on. And so I feel like he circumnavigated Brittany and went through the people who are in control. You know, if you think about it, if you put yourself in that situation and you know Brittany's never going to win, you know, who do you talk to next? You're going to talk to dad. And dad's like, all right, don't talk to anybody. You know, we're, this is how we're playing it. I'm the puppet master. You're another puppet. But this is how you get to get out of it. This is this is how we'll let you live. And I think Kevin's like, cool. All right. When I look at the kids, because I had to look at the, Dr. Shelby's making an amazing timeline for um, for us all to look at. So that should be ready by the time this comes out. But anyways, um, when I look at the kids when they were real small versus now, it crushes me. Like it's so sad. They love their mother so much. Brittany feels like such a good mom, such like childlike and loving and playful with her children and like she just wanted to hug them and love them and she said she gave up her freedom so that she could have naps with her children you know like just saying basically because they she knew the doctor nobody was going to listen to her so she just had to fine i'll do whatever you want me to do just let me have time with the kids you know she had no say it's just so sad because the kids are very affected so Mm. so it just it was just kind of sad so i guess my i mean I, I, my last question would be, yeah. do you think Britney Spears knows her aura? I, I think so. She uses a lot of pink in her Instagram posts. <laughs> the woman in me has a lot of pink kind of tones to the book. I feel like she does understand. Like, I think if you ask Britney, hey, Britney, you know, if 
she understood what an aura was, which she's very spiritual. I feel like she would get it and I feel like she would know, like, and be like, I'm pink. I feel pink and maybe purple too. I feel like that would be what she, I think she does know her aura. So what you're saying is if somehow (laughs) I was able to get this episode to Brittany. Yeah. And I'm going to need the help of the Mystic Michaela spiritual family to do that, like pretty much every single one of you. And we all just bombarded her. Yeah. Well, then, then she might be put, pulled up. Wait, because she doesn't want like, to hear things. She turned maybe? off comments she on her off. Instagram. Oh, okay. But if someone, <laughs> yeah. if somehow we could get this to her, we feel that she'd be open to it and she'd understand she'd the She'd totally thing. be open to it. That's really cool. I like that. All right. So let's continue after a minute. I practically live in my Jenny Kane cashmere cocoon cardigan and winter is around the corner. It is that holiday season and it's a great time to refresh my wardrobe with some more timeless classic pieces from Jenny Kane. You know what else I love about Jenny Kane? They're so thoughtful. Everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can actually style pieces together without a second thought. I love to pair a Jenny Kane sweater with everything from classic denim to a simple slip dress for a look that's effortless and so easily put together. Plus, they have an incredible rewards program where you can earn up to 10% back with every purchase, and joining is completely free. So time to get some gifts for yourself, for those people on your list. Gift yourself and your loved ones the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use our code KYA at JennyKane.com. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, and use code KYA and let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right, so next up we have Matthew Perry. So Matthew Perry, this is very tragic. He passed away, and I just wanted to talk about him. Um, All right, so he had a green-purple aura. When I talk about green-purples, man, you guys, uh, so smart, so creative, so such deep thinkers, so serious it's it's kind of like it makes sense that he was such a gifted comedian usually those people i feel like are covering up the most complex uh darkness darkness is inside of them here's the thing with with green purples and you know i'm really sensitive to addiction it's a terrible affliction it's something that people struggle with everyone struggles with you know this could happen to anybody but with Matthew Perry, his green to me, and this is kind of what green people do. They can make can take kind of like a screenshot of whatever their perception of the world is. And if it's very dark, that's it. Like, that's what it is. That's how their brain now filters everything through. So with him, I feel like he had... he. It's, had a perfectionist tendency. He was constantly not measuring up to his own feelings of who he should be or what he should be. Um, and his mood, I feel like, was just never at, at the level where maybe, you know, other people were. Like, perhaps he couldn't relate to joy or being carefree or, or just feeling like something was enough. I'm not speaking for him. I just kind of feeling his energy. I feel like that's what drew so many people to him. He's a, a person that you just kind of want to hug or what, you know, find out what's wrong with them or just try to make it better or try to make something easier for them. But, but 
the complexity that draws people in is sometimes I feel it's kind of like a cry for, for help. And, and he's purple too. So he's got like a lot of kid-like qualities, really creative. And how this all worked with his addiction is I feel like he just, I mean, just sometimes when I see someone's aura, there's, it's a little cloudy or something or, or hyper and, it's like they want to calm it down or they want to run from something or they want to distract. And I feel like, you know, the, the using for him was perhaps a symptom of him trying to fix himself. He was just trying to regulate. I truly believe if you could walk into other people's brains who are going through something, you'd get it. Just because I read enough people where it's like, man, like your brain can hurt, you know, just uh, just regular people without these struggles, you know, it can be hard. It's, it is hard. It's very difficult. But if you're somebody on top of that, who the chemicals are working a certain way and you're also green and you have this kind of like, you've screenshotted a certain perception that isn't ideal and you can't, you've used all this logic to build it up so that that's the truth. I mean, that's really hard. Not all green people. Well, all green people do screenshot kind of like their perception of how the world works. But I guess the ideal way that a green person would do that is in a more like high vibe way or, or kind of like an open-minded way or something with more positivity attached to it. I feel like he just saw, and he's not wrong. Like he's not wrong. I feel like that's just, does that make sense? Yeah. That makes total sense. Okay. Yeah. Like he was just like a complex guy and he could see the bad, you know, and, and it, it was just hard for him to ignore kind of the, the tougher things. And, yeah. and it, he felt them deeply. He felt them deeply. Anyways. So with him, his need to distract just feels like it was consuming, you know, it was drugs, but he spent all those years getting clean. And then they said he would pay, play like pickleball, like two hours a day, twice a day. Like that's, a, that's, that's, what are you running? I mean, that's a lot, you that's know, lot, yeah. it's not like a guy that can just sit there and chill. You know, he, he yeah. has to get away from, I feel like his perception, he's got to get away from his brain almost like the brain's the problem. So I really do feel like he found, on the other side, there is peace. And, you know, I feel like he was just so brave for speaking about this, especially green purples. Like if you ask me what's the toughest aura combo to deal with addiction, I would say it's green purples because they're very, very locked into how they view things and they can definitely convince themselves that there's no way out of it. And because of that, they're, sometimes they're right. Because if you think something, it's true. And they really are good at believing what they think and also getting other people to, to like, oh, I guess you're right. That's true. You know, like they're convincing about it because, and they don't want to be there. They're just stuck there anyways. But he was really brave to talk about it, you know, in his book and, and his struggles and whatnot, because a lot of us know someone who's like that and they can't talk and they're not in that space where they can talk about it. So it's kind of like a window into maybe somebody else's heart that you, that you can't get into. He allowed us in there. And I think that that's such a beautiful legacy that he left for us all. Um, just that he could be a friend to us that way. Um, yeah. I mean, this one really hit people. Yeah. A lot of people. He's lovable. Yeah. He's a lovable guy. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's just very, it's like, it's very relatable and he talked about how much he suffered and how much he struggled. And he was so vulnerable about yeah. it. Maybe he was one of the more 
I guess he's maybe of all the friends on the show, maybe he's the most relatable to people. Was he? I don't know. I don't I mean, know. I, I mean, I watched the show a little bit. I'm not. I think everyone has their their friend. Friend that they. Everyone does have their most. friend. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, yeah. You watched the show. I did watch the show, but I wasn't. I wasn't like a huge fan of the show. Yeah. I kind of watch it. I, was it on the same day as Seinfeld? I can't remember. <laughs> and if it was on after Seinfeld or <laughs> right, before, maybe right. I watched it. But I wasn't like a huge fan of the show. But, um, yeah. To me, on the show, like the character he played would be more kind of like blue, I guess. With on the, with the, the actual, per- yeah, yeah, on the actual show. I don't yeah. know. What do you think? Um, well, but we, I think everybody had their own kind of uh, their their own friend that they related to. Yeah, but then he he was kind of like uh, on the show. Yeah. He was kind of like sn- like the snarky wit, right? Well, <laughs> oh, that he? is green, though. Yeah, yeah that's like more because green. greens can be like really witty and funny and snarky, like like that. That is funny. Yeah, and we de- we have gone through the friends aura colors in the past. Yeah, as characters and themselves, we could do that again quickly. I know you want to get to uh, Angus Angus Cloud next, yeah. but let me let's just go through these real quick for the the big fans of the of the, of the show. Yeah. Uh, all right, so you have Courtney Cox, Monica. She played Monica. Yeah. In Real life, she is a. Um, She's like, yellow purple. Yellow purple. Okay. Yeah. And then on the show, we have her down as maybe yellow. And again, I know huge fans of the show could argue these. Oh, please argue it. You know, it's, uh, I yeah, call definitely it, argue it. I call it aura fiction. It's open to interpretation. Yeah. So you have her down as yellow blue. <laughs> I do. But, okay. but definitely yellow. I think definitely, Monica's yellow. Yeah, definitely a yellow. I think yeah. we could all agree on that. <laughs> uh, Lisa Kudrow. In real life, we have her down as a tricolor. Yeah. And I would think Phoebe, her character, is also tri. So in real life, you have her as yellow, purple, blue. Yeah. And then we have Phoebe as uh, purple, pink, and turquoise. <laughs> and I think that one makes complete yeah, sense. Yeah, makes sense, right? Yeah, she's definitely a tricolor. She's all over the place. You, yeah. You call it the tricolor tornado. You know what's really um, weird? When yeah. Sometimes, like, when I do reels or something, I'll get the random... I don't even know if they're troll people or not, but they'll randomly be like, hey, Phoebe. <laughs> to, to you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I don't... I don't get it. And I don't think it's mean, but I think they're trying to be mean. <laughs> okay. Because that means, like, you're all over the place? Or? I don't know what they're trying to say. Oh, like, okay. I don't know if I sound like her I don't think I look like her. Right. Or if I'm just acting like her. Okay. I don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) But it happens enough that I'm like, there's something to it. So more than once you've gotten, yeah, and and they're trying to be mean. And they're trying to be mean. But I just am more confused. All right. But continue. (laughs) It's random. All right. We have David Schwimmer in real life as Red Blue. Yeah. And then Ross's character. We have him down as Purple Blue. I would say. Pretty much victim blue. Victim blue. And I would say everything I've ever seen him in, like with Madagascar movies. The giraffe. I, victim blue. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if he's acting. I mean, maybe, maybe he is because you have him as red blue, but right. I don't know. He's victim blue. I mean, I, you can't argue that one, I don't okay. think. Is that your least favorite? You didn't like Ross's character? Yeah, he was so like whiny. Yeah, you, blue. yeah the victim. Now that you, I know this term victim blue, that's what no, he is. Yeah, he probably would have been my least favorite okay. on the show. Uh, then you have Jennifer Aniston. We have her in uh, – you have her in real life as purple-blue or blue-purple. And then playing the same, Rachel, as well as purple-blue. Yeah. I, you think I, so? Yeah, I think so. And then Joey, you know, who's very lovable on the show. He's yeah. like kind of the goofball, the real goofball co- comedian versus Matthew Perry, who was like the snarky comedian. Right. And Matthew LeBlanc is in real life red-purple. Yeah. But Joey we have down as a, more of a tricolor, so a little bit more – Maybe a little more hard in there or something, a red, blue, purple. Yeah. Um, 
putting that throwing that blue in there because every you know he was very lovable on the yeah, show. It's fun to talk yeah, it was about. Fun it. To, to talk about and you know Chandler Matthew Perry would always like kind of you know get on him for being so, yeah like you know silly whatever. So uh, yeah, I mean that's pretty it, cool. That's cool. It's really sad. It's you really know? sad. I yeah. mean, like like people like the show Friends is just resonates with so many generations and i think yeah. we all rewatched it during the pandemic and it's just always on and it's just it's just really sad to lose somebody in this way and especially after he had such a breakthrough and and i don't know he got clean and i'm not going to comment on how i think he died you know i'm not going to because um i'm just i just won't right. but i do feel like he's at peace and his struggle is over and he left us with a lot of beautiful, um, beautiful words of wisdom, like I said, to just give us a, a peek into what other people in our life who we love might be going through and cannot express or articulate. Because okay. it is hard to be green purple, especially when you're dealing with addiction and struggle. All right. And I, I, yeah, I yeah. you also wanted to throw in, uh, I know you love this show, I Euphoria. Do. Again, yes. I do not know anything about I this. Know, I don't Scott. know, that, unfortunately. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I'm probably a terrible co-host for this episode. I've. <laughs> Feel kind of I'm feeling myself a little victim blue here that I don't know anything, but there's um, he, another person who died unexpectedly, Angus Cloud. Yes, at the age of 25. Yeah. Now this isn't this did not happen recently, but they just announced season three of Euphoria will be coming out. So um, Angus Cloud played Fezco, and and he unexpectedly died. Now he has a purple blue aura, and he struggled. And he, he, they had already, they've already taped. This season? No, no. Oh, I don't. So oh. nobody knows what they're going to... Oh, okay. That's the only okay. reason why it came back up. Like, it was this week's pop culture. It's like, hey, there's going to be a season three of Euphoria, but immediately, oh, what about the character okay. Fesco? What are we going to do? they tape it so far in advance. That no, I don't think they did because okay. of the strike and all gotcha. that. Okay. But anyways, he Angus Cloud is the actor, and he he died. And the day the, when he died, I was so sad because he's such a great actor on the show he's so genuine he's purple blue that's his aura and and he passed as soon as he passed i knew it was an accidental overdose i'm like that he did not mean to do it you know and that's the thing like it felt like an accident to me it felt like um some some, you know him being the purple blue energy i feel like when you're dealing with addiction um and this isn't like a one size fits all situation, but him being purple blue, it's kind of like, well, I can, I'm just doing this now. This is maybe just a phase. Um, like it's more kind of, um, in the moment, not thinking too far ahead, you know, getting away from maybe some big feelings, but not exactly hopeless. You know, it's kind of, you know, so the way when he passed, it felt like a big oops to me. And I think it was, an accidental overdose. I think his, even his mom's like, he did not mean to do that. I know he didn't, you know? So I just wanted to bring that up because it was just so upsetting when he passed because he was such like, um, does it feel a lovely person di- energetically? And you know, mm-hmm. and if you don't feel comfortable, don't answer this, but does it feel different than Matthew Perry's death? It does. I mean, Matthew Perry to me just feels very tired. He felt very tired in life. I feel really bad for him. He just felt really, really, really exhausted. Just like every day was just work. Yeah. And work and work and work. And life is hard enough without that, you know. So, I, like I said, I don't want to comment on how I feel personally. I think that will just come out. Mm-hmm. But but with Angus Cloud, it was just so like, oh, that, yeah. he did not mean to do that, like at right, all. Right. And, and you could feel, and this is, again, that you could feel that? 
when I do readings for people who've passed in various ways, they will come through with certain vibrations. Accidental overdoses are like, oops, <laughs> like that's what it feels like. I did not mean to do that. Like if you, like if, and I know you always say you need like to feel it more, you need a connection to yeah. the person. Yeah. So like if you said his mother, I think earlier. Yeah. So like if you were in front of his mom. Like that would come, it would come, I mean, it would hit you like a wave. Yeah. They, they, they feel like they run, they like bash into me, their energy. D yeah. Like I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to. And now because you've got to tell, they want to tell the family that. Yeah. Because like the families are always like, oh my God, was it me? Like, like for example, um, with Twitch, the dancer who died by suicide, that to me felt like, Obviously, that was not an accident, but at the same time, can you even understand? Like, I don't think anybody can understand what it takes to get to that point unless you've been there. So that comes through different, like, please understand I was suffering. Like, that is like pain. That's like as much pain as it's, the mental pain would be akin to, you know, somebody dying of a horrific painful physical ailment like that's it, so sometimes they come through like that like it, it do not take that personally right i couldn't do it anymore like that my brain was killing me like that kind of thing so that's different so they they will come through with this is why and this is how and the, to please understand but sometimes like when you're in a state like twitch like you don't you don't, it's hard for you to think outside of what you're going through a little bit to like how you're almost feel like you're doing people a favor because you're like, I'm so sorry. Your life will be better without me. Like you're in that spot, but then you're on the other side. You're like, oh my God, now I get it. I'm so, you know, please don't take it personal like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like you, what you're saying is if Angus could t speak to his mother, yeah. through, like through you or, or another medium or whatever. Yeah. Or just like he, he probably just, does he himself. Just, he, the, mo the most thing he'd want to get out like it. it it you know, wasn't you. It wasn't accident. you. Accident. Wasn't that you. his would be like, I did Didn't, not mean to take that much. Right. Take, <laughs> I did not it. know that that dose would, was yeah. going to get me. Okay. You and know? don't take it per like, don't take it. Yeah. Personally, yeah. Right? Like, like that's a big thing. Cause, cause like, like a lot of people, I think. Oh yeah. You blame yourself. They blame themselves. Yes. Everyone blames. Of course they do. Who wouldn't? Right. You know, everybody does that. It, it's, I think it's, um, and it's, it's a state. I think we're just beginning to understand like mm. all this and, and how it works out and how, it's, you know, these conditions that aren't okay. given enough attention. Well, I hope his mom somehow. <sighs> well, no, I think she, well, she came, I think she came out and said it like, I know it was an accident or okay, something. Good. So she knows. Okay. Yeah. Okay, like, you, you know, you, you know, your kid. Okay. Anyways, I just wanted to talk about that because before is coming out and I love, I do, do love, love that, that show. show. I, I think it's a great show. 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 Um, it gets you a lot of crap, but cause you know, <laughs> like I wouldn't want my kid to watch it. But like, <laughs> and I hope high school's not like that. It wasn't like that for me at all. <laughs> But um, it's great. I do love the show. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, but, all right so I, but I loved him in the show. He was so good. So anyways, I had to bring that up. All right. Let, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to lighten it a little, up a little bit with Real Housewives. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So as most of you know, we have three cats. They're all rescues as much as I, you know, grumble and moan about it. <laughs> I I kind of love them. But Aww, anyway, we do it. Uh, so it's it's a big thing for us to give back to to shelters and rescue leagues and things of that nature. And so does Smalls. 
Yeah, this podcast is sponsored by Smalls, and they donate to the Humane Society. And if you're a listener of this show, you know that my cats cannot live without their Smalls. They ask for it. They sit around the fridge and meow at me for it. And Smalls recently kicked off a partnership with the Humane Society. They've donated over a million dollars worth of food to help cats through the Humane Society. And they even give you a chance to donate at checkout, whether you donate $3 for treats, $5 for vaccines, or $7 for spaying or neutering. Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food and small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they've served millions of meals to cats around the world. Is your cat food giving back to cats in needs well smalls is so if you want to give smalls a try and ditch kibble forever head to smalls.com slash kya and use promo code kya at checkout for 50 percent off your first order plus free shipping that's the best offer you'll find but you have to use my code kya for 50 percent off your first order one last time that's promo code kya for 50 percent off your first order plus free shipping Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So the next on our list here is The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yes. I have seen a couple episodes here and there. Yeah. One, I, but I haven't seen it in a while because they had this character. I mean, I can't. Erica. Erica Jane. Erica Jane. Yeah. Who was involved with the guy and they stole the money from the burn victims. And the widows. And, and I think children. she got acquitted. I, I think she got Free, yeah. right? She didn't get any they charges. They threw her out of it, yeah. But she seemed like she was so disturbing yeah. to me I that I it like made my stomach turn. She really is. That yeah. I could not watch the show anymore. <laughs> it's true, it's true. And when Andy Cohen and his cast of clowns over there at Bravo decided to keep her on the show, I said I can never I can't even like stop in when you're watching it yeah. to watch. So I've not watched since that season, yeah. which might have been two years I don't know, was that a year ago? Two years yeah. ago. They, they have so many of these seasons, I don't yeah. know. But all right, what are we talking about with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> these, these characters. You're like, now that I've made my stand, yeah, no, you yeah. may talk about them. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> now that I've shamed you all for watching this nonsense. Yeah. I don't know why well, I watch it. You know? Like, I don't know why I watch it. Yeah. Like, I, I, Well, you've cut a lot of them out. I've cut a lot. You I used ha- to watch everyone. Listen, I, had a, I need to watch the new New York. Everyone's like, watch the new Real Housewives of New York. They did a whole cast review. review. I... I did. I stopped watching the old one because I felt like they all had horrific addiction issues. And I'm like, I can't watch this. It's actually sad, you know, yeah. but, but I do watch, um, this one. I watch Salt Lake city is like really good. This it's like really good <laughs> to me. It seems like they had to up the game at Bravo and they only cast people that they knew had possibly would possibly be going to jail. Oh, they totally did that for a while. Yeah, they was like, all right, this one. No, they go did. To jail I feel like they're on. getting away from that a little okay, bit. That's good. That's but good. That's good. but they were doing yeah, that. No, it. Yeah. Yeah. Because what would be the odds of every season there's someone that's up for jail? Yeah. They were totally like looking at like they were c- collaborating with the FBI and Homeland Security or like whatever. Right. Right. To fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're doing some casting. Do you have yeah. any homeless? Like, who's been stealing from old people? Who's been trying to get money out of burn victims? You know, that's who we're going to cast. That's true. Okay. Right, so who's um, on the cast now? I have no okay. idea. I have so no Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Well, that, you know Kyle. Because you always said she was a huge potster. Oh, that, she's the potster. Yeah. Like, you always said that. Like, oh, yeah. Sometimes I'll be watching this with Scott. And if you have significant others, maybe this happens. Like, I'll just be watching it just in my pajamas, just watching. And all of a sudden... You know, Scott will walk by and just be like, she's the worst one here. That one's the evil one. 
Like you thought that, like, cause you thought Kyle was like the big pot stirrer. Well, yeah, you know, and again, you remember, I'm only coming in for like a snippet, <laughs> like getting a handful of pretzels yeah. and then walking out. Judging me. Yeah. Saying something, walking out. And I'd always see her like sitting at her little makeup counter, doing her makeup. Yeah, that's what she does. On a Zoom call. That's so and true. Is still, still going on? I yeah, don't know. So you just, that's and like, you always just, just, I could just see her just stirring the pot. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm not involved with that. I'm not involved with that. And then just stirring it. So, you, but you know, yeah, you, you never know, know who gets the edit. You never no, know who yeah. gets the I, edit. That's the other thing. You know, better. I don't sure. know. All right. Well, anyway, so Kyle is purple blue, and Mauricio, her husband, is green, purple, blue, and apparently, I mean, so that's a theme today. This green, yeah. Purple, blue. Apparently, they're getting a divorce. Okay. Ish. I don't know. They like refuse to ever say anything, and okay. So this is my. Po- I'm gonna keep it to the aura colors and not my opinions. All right. Kyle, to me, worked really hard to step out of the shadows of her sisters, okay? She has her one sister, Kim, who's a really – like, she was a really big actress, and she made it actually really big when she was younger in Hollywood and whatnot. And Kathy is obviously Hilton, you know. And I feel like Kyle, you know, was like, all right, you know, and she got on the show. And I'll give it to her. Like, she hustled. Like, she made it – she actually – her and Mauricio did something that a lot of people don't do on this show. They actually made more money being on it instead of, like, gone broke or, or, I don't know, like, had some sort of scandal or anything like (laughs) that. Steal from burn victims. Right. Like, they did it. They did it honestly. They have the agency. Mauricio has the agency. There's a real estate brokerage or whatever. And he's green, purple, blue. And and, and they parlayed this into more money and more stability. And and they seem to have, like, a very close – family they got a bunch of girls together kyle has a daughter from another relationship from a long time ago and whatever so and and everyone's really sad because they seem like they had a very tight relationship like really tight marriage they've been married for like a long time 20 something years or whatever so it's it is very sad that this is happening and and kyle seems just kind of angry uh lately (laughs) and mauricio seems very distant so that's the vibe I get on them, like in their photos, like on red carpets and stuff like this. My problem with them is this. Everything they tell us is like their script. I feel like they do. And that's not the worst thing. If anything, I feel like it indicates that they care about their kids because I feel like they've come together. They're like, listen, this is what I think happened. Dad and I are getting a divorce, <laughs> but this is what we're telling everybody. All right, so here's the story. We're all going to stick to it. I'm not going to throw dad under the bus. He's not going to throw me under the bus. His relationships, we're not talking about them. My relationships, we're not talking about them. We're, you know, we're living, I think they live in the same house or whatever. So I feel like they're, be, they're trying to be mature and responsible about it for the sake of the kids. The problem is, is we all are hearing their stories and we're like, BS. Right. But I think at the same time, it's okay, you know, because they're just trying to keep everything friendly with their family. It, yeah. It's weird because they're doing it on a TV show. Like, you should just quit the TV show already. Like, don't you have enough? You know what I mean? Like, can we just maybe take the TV out of it because you're still trying to create a narrative? Okay. Which is which is what I think is going on. Yeah. I mean, again, I know nothing about these people. Yeah. I mean, it's a little strange because they're, they are a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. And, you know, I mean... It, just time of life and it's yeah. like a little bit different like with these vanderpump children yes where like they're just they're in their 40s they're not kids oh they aren't well they yeah. act like they're like in their 20s yeah. the guy you know the, the guy who's in a 
garage band for the village people, that guy who cheated or whatever. Yeah. And that just like seems like more nonsensey. Yeah. But this is like they're like real like real it's people sad. Or something. Yeah. They got kids, they got kids. And a house and yeah. in laws and And it's maybe just being done more I don't know, like un It makes know, us like, all kind of sad. Yeah. Well not me, but no, it makes I, I mean, don't know, I could care less. If but. you've been watching it it's sad. Is that what you're trying to say? No, I, I I, I think maybe they need to do it more tasteful because of mm-hmm. where they um, are in life. Okay. Like, you know, I don't, I don't know. Okay. So you don't want to be like, he's cheating on me with his dancing with the stars partner. Yeah. Like, like you don't want to be out in the news saying that about your, your, your soon to be divorced. Yeah, exactly. Husband. Because like they're, they're not like the Vanderpump people. They're looking, I guess, for people to hate on them or follow them yeah. based on like, you know, he cheated on me. They're trying to get right. that kind of crowd yeah. or whatever, that kind of attention. I don't think these two want that type of they attention. They don't. You're right. I mean, again, just maybe stage of life and, yeah. you know, well, children yeah. and things like that. You know, like you're that. absolutely right. Like, Mauricio is like a businessman. Yeah. Right. Um, and he's got, like you said, he's got he's this He's got business. this great company, you don't want agency. That he's green, purple, blue. He's got a big heart. I think he's a good father. I feel like he loves his kids. I think he's um, like a nice person, you know, and, and, and Kyle too. She loves her kids. Um, you know, she wants to be seen. I, you know, she got back into acting. I think that she wants that to be the narrative. Like, you, you're absolutely right. I think that's yeah. part of it. I think, like, with them, what happened was they both, they grew. This is the problem. This is what we all have to be careful of in all our marriages. And this is, like, the absolute scariest thing. You got to need each other. Like, if you stop needing each other, you know, what? Then what? And I don't mean, like, being needy. It's just, like, need one another and for something like that, that person has to be your best friend or that person has to be the person you can laugh with or that ha- person has to be the person that you want to spend time with. The second it starts, there's other avenues. That's when it just opens up right. for separation and growth. And, and now they don't have anything in common. And and especially with the kids getting older and stuff, you know what? So it feel it is sad. And it feels sad because it is sad. Okay. So that's now, why I got those two. Okay. And now here's my other theory. Yeah. And this might be controversial. Mm-hmm. But Dancing with the Stars. Oh. Okay. Nobody cares <laughs> about that anymore. How many times can you watch a has-been celebrity dance <laughs> and then some guy just, you know, scream out a score that he gets. Right. And says, you did the cha-cha so great or whatever. Yes, is that yes. guy still out? I don't even I know. I don't know. I don't watch but it. But I think he was even canceled before it went to like Peacock even. Like, oh, did it? I don't know. I don't know. know. It's just been, it, it's boring. Mm-hmm. But. They now have a new angle yeah. on Dancing with the Stars. Okay. Which is like dating the da- Dancing with the Stars. Are they so, dating? So every so time true. now they try to make couples. So yeah. they, you know, I, that's what I think they do. For sure. Yeah. So they're actually, the I think the producers of Dancing with the Stars are telling, you know, whoever the dancing couple is, I don't know. Yeah. That you guys need to kind of free to get free, have the chemistry, get, have the chemistry, take right. a picture holding hands, right. get a little romantic, maybe a little side kiss. You know, so I think Dancing with the Stars could be playing into this too. I don't doubt anything these days. Exactly anything, but exactly. I do feel like they both have their own relationships, and they're just keeping it mum. Okay, like I think Kyle has her thing. People think that Kyle is with this um, woman named Morgan. I don't know. Yeah, okay. and then and then people think Mauricio's with his Dancing well, with the Stars. Well, that could partner. be. That also could be that they're the people at Dancing with Stars are trying to get them together. Yeah, like maybe like they want them to fall in love. But then, like Kyle had some sort of reaction on social media about Mauricio and his Dancing with the Stars partner, which was like what you were saying they were trying to avoid. And then I think she succumbed to it, and then she took it down. Ooh. 
Yeah. She took down the post. It's getting heavy. It's getting heavy. So it is getting a little petty. But anyways, yeah. All right. But then there's PK and Dorit. All right. So we got Dorit. That's Dorito, right? Yes. And And PK. PK? PK. PT? PK. Dorit is from, I think, Connecticut, but she has an accent. Nobody knows where it's from. I know you've told me this in the past. And she's yellow purple. And PK is British and he's green purple. And what does PK stand for? I don't know. Is that a name or is he just a PK? <laughs> His name's PK. I do not know what it stands for. Because it was like for. PT Barnum. It's a PK. I don't know. PK. I don't know. That's really his name, PK. Like, I, like if I knew him, I'd have to be like, "Hey, PK." Yeah, I think he works in music or whatever. Mm. I don't know. I never paid much attention to him. Like maybe his name is like Peter Kevin, or I, is it like does it stand for something? Sure. Okay. I'm going to look it up. No, 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 no. We can't just leave the people here. No. I will, for the sake what of this episode, I will call him PK. PK. You're looking this up right now. Oh, yes. And I will not edit this out. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll sit here and wait. On tick, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Tick, 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 Let's see. Uh, I don't know. They're not even I telling it, me. Maybe he just has this. Paul. It. Paul. It's just Paul Kemsley. Yeah. No. Please. His name is actually Paul Kemsley, and she calls him PK. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So his name is Paul Kemsley, but she calls him PK. Great. Okay. All right. So PK, um, this is what I think happened <laughs> with these two. Okay. I think Dorit just annoyed him away. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I not nice. I actually feel really bad for her. She lived through this horrific home invasion, and... She's had like all this like that. She told a story last night when I was watching it that somebody stole ten grand from her in the supermarket. I mean, she's just been like. I feel really. She has terrible PTSD. She actually does not feel like a mean person. I have to say, just as somebody who's been on, I've been on housewife shows. Okay, a lot of these people aren't nice. I feel like she'd actually be like, I judge it from, Hey, would she say hi to me or would she ignore me completely? I feel like she'd actually say hi and shake my hand and look me in the eyes and be like, Oh, do you have children or ask her? I think she'd be polite. So I don't want to like say she's evil. I don't think she is. I do feel like she's super stressful. (laughs) She's got, she's very yellow. She's very controlling with the yellow, anxious with the yellow, probably because of everything she's been through. So it amplified her already you know, nervous personality or controlling personality, like amplified it because of what she's been through. And I feel like PK just doesn't, he's just not the nurturing type. He wants to feel like maybe the man or the savior or like, okay, like get better, you know, like be better already. Okay. You're done. All right. Don't have post-traumatic stress disorder anymore. You're, it's over. And I feel like she's trying to get more out of him, but he doesn't have it to give. Like, what he has to give is maybe appearances and things and experiences and, and things like that. Okay. And, he, and he's, an, another, again, green-purple. Yeah. So we're doing oh, – this is a real common theme today. Yeah, but it's not green-purple's fault. I know. Well, well yeah. Mm. But it's diff- – yeah. Is he the chameleon green? No, he's not. No. No, he's no. green-purple. He's not – I don't think he's like – I think he's just – I don't know. He's just, that's just who he is. He's PK. He's just PK. PK. Do you think she'd call you MM? MM. <laughs> yeah, I think she would. She'd be like, MM. MM. MM, come here. MM. <laughs> but I think that, and they're not admitting that they're breaking up or anything. They're just spending time apart, mm. I think is the story they're going with. My, um, 
my thought is is that her yellow just got amplified and uh, PK couldn't exactly grow with that for the time being. Like if she, I think he likes her to be independent. He's independent. They come together to make a great life together. Okay. You know, but when you need kind of more from them, they've only been together like eight years though. Okay. But when you need like more from them, he's, he's like, I, that's not my thing. And you should know that, you know? All right. Well, we know now what is going to probably happen next year. One of the two of them is going to go on dancing with the stars <laughs> and fall in love with their dance partner. Yeah. And that'll be perfect. Yeah. I do feel bad for the, <laughs> Dury, I mean, I think she's like, sometimes I just feel bad for yellow auras because they like to keep it all together, but right. uh, whatever. But most people would not feel bad for her, you're saying? Uh, yeah. They th- call her Dorito, right? Like, I think. Because they don't like her. Somebody must. Yes. And I also <laughs> think like Kyle and Dury are in cahoots about this whole thing. That's the other oh, thing. Okay. I feel like they totally, because I feel like before these seasons even go on, Dury's too much of a control freak and, and Kyle is too, not to like be like, all right, this is how we're going to unravel all this together. And and I didn't. There's only been one episode so far at the time of this recording. I'll I'll bet you anytime there's a serious conversation about what's really going on with Kyle and Mauricio or what's really going on with Dorit and PK, it'll just be between those two because they are the safe person for each other to play it out in front of cameras. Okay, and just to kind of finish up, round this out is yes, Erica lack of empathy, Jane. (laughs) Is she getting like a pass this season? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, so she's kind of flying under the radar. Yeah. She had her moment. Yep. The last time I checked in. Yes. A couple of years ago. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. And then we're coming back with some Golden Bachelor. I'm going to be super honest with you guys right now. I had the subscription for like photo storage, like text storage. I don't know how these things work and I don't know how I got it, but I do know I was paying for it every month and I didn't know how to stop it. Well, thank you, Rocket Money, because Rocket Money not only reminded me about this forgotten subscription that I was choosing to ignore, but it also canceled it for me with one click of a button. No waiting lines, no calling, no dealing with anyone. They did it for me. You know, it's 2023 and it appears that we can't really even buy things anymore. We can only subscribe to them. There's subscriptions for everything these days, from streaming services to razors, fitness programs to pet food, even bacon of the month. It's no wonder it can feel impossible to keep tabs on what you're paying for every month. That's why I'm a huge fan of Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place with over 5 million users and counting. Rocket Money has helped save its customers an average of $720 a year and $1 billion in total savings so far. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash KYA. That's rocketmoney.com slash KYA, rocketmoney.com slash KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. So next up, we have The Golden Bachelor. Yes. And I feel... All right, well, first of all, The Bachelor franchise is, no, is something I know a little bit about. Mm-hmm. But it's a sinking ship. Mm. And I feel <laughs> that The Golden Bachelor was like, I don't know, just for a football analogy, was like a Hail Mary. <laughs> you know, at the end of the game, you're down maybe less than a touchdown, but you're just going to throw it the entire way of the field. And if, if this, they happen to catch it, you, you win. And I think the Golden Bachelor was that. It was this Hail Mary that ABC threw, and the ball just didn't get caught. You know, it, it 
seen like I watched again like 15 minutes of it here or there <laughs> and it just seemed like flat I don't know like just just like they were going for something yeah. and I think there was a little buzz to start yeah and then it just was like no you know I don't know I don't know did, did, what's going on with the golden I Bachelor? think it, this is a, a request from you all that I'm talking about it. That's the first thing. Otherwise, I, I wouldn't. I am watching it. You and Abby watch it. Abby and I watch it. Abby's my eight-year-old. We watch it together. Um, we do have to fast forward through some of the kissing parts because okay. we're like, ew. We fast forward through that. But um, <laughs> okay. Does, oh, my. Is there fantasy sweets in this? I don't know yet. Oh, we haven't got that far. No, like last night. I didn't watch it last night. It was Hometowns. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. So we'll, we'll see. Okay. So there could be... Not Chris Harrison, the guy that looks like all the other bachelors. Yes. And actually, it was, I think I've already said this. You I already said this. I said this. Yeah, he looks like the Golden He bachelor looks like guy. Gary. So he might be giving out tickets to the yeah. to the room where they yeah, go. They yeah, they don't do it that way anymore. But oh, yeah. they don't? Okay. All right. So Gary is blue and green. And, uh, you know, he's just like a steady dude. Like, really nice. I mean, the first episode... Abby and I were like crying because he's talking about his wife who passed, who was blue purple and how much they loved each other. And I'll never forget when I was first starting out doing readings, I had a woman come to the house and she was like a a grief uh, counselor. And she said, widows make the best husbands and wives. That's what she said. Cause they've no, they know how to love. And that just, Oh God. But now he's in love with probably 20 women, right? No, he's so respectful. He's sweet. He's kind of, He's kind of corny. It's kind of <laughs> like dating Mr. Rogers a little bit. Okay. Does he take off his shoes a lot? Um, <laughs> they keep putting him in old cars. <laughs> like, come on. Like, they keep putting him in vintage cars. All right. And they definitely gave him a spray tan. Like, there's a daily spray <laughs> okay. tan for okay. Gary. So Gary's green and blue. And um, we have, uh, again, I did not watch Who Left the Hometowns last night. So you're all updated more than I am at this point. But we're left with four, uh, three women. We're left with Leslie, Faith, and Teresa. All right. So Faith and Leslie are both purple, blue. And Teresa is blue, yellow, and pink. And it's funny because Teresa was, um, there wasn't a lot of drama in this show, but there was this one named Kathy who was a red purple and she was calling Teresa like super stupid and stuff like that. Like she was really picking on Teresa and Teresa just didn't get it. Like, ter- like Kathy was like, don't tell me what a connection you and Gary have. And Teresa's like, oh, okay. You know, we came into my room last night and we talked. And Kathy's like, either she's doing it on purpose or she's dumb. Like, that. it was just really <laughs> funny because she did get attacked for being a little pink the way pinks do. Okay. But she wasn't. She's just like a nice person. My, I wish, I hope he picks Teresa. I don't know. He seems to have it bad for Leslie, but we'll see. Oh. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't read the spoilers. Um... But yeah, I he got rid of. I think he needs a yellow aura. I don't feel like he's gonna choose a yellow aura though, unfortunately. And so, he got rid of my favorite one, which was Ellen. Well, there was okay, and I saw I tuned in for a couple minutes, and I saw there was someone from actually Del Rey, a pickleballer from Del Rey. That's Ellen. Oh, is Ellen? Yeah. Okay. I think that was Ellen. Did he pick? Like Del Rey's a town over from us. Yeah. Did he pick? Was she blonde and? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And she was like the pickleball champion. She looked like she was from Del Rey. Yeah. yeah. There was one. Oh yeah, because there was another one from Port St. Lucie, which is. 
for oh, okay. She so was they, more kind oh, they of were like... Going, they went Florida. Oh, oh they, did they, a lot they went a lot of Florida. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. But uh, Ellen, I think you saw Ellen. And she had kind of like an accent, like a New York accent, yeah, like a Boston she, accent she, or something. to me, was like the typical New Yorker that comes down yes. to Delray. Yeah. Lives at like yes. Kings Point. Yes. Probably even lives at Kings Point. I know. And uh, everyone loved Ellen. Everyone loved her. He got rid of Ellen got, and I loved he, Ellen. Why did he get rid of Ellen? I don't know. She was so into him. I feel like when you're... You know, Gary's got kids and grandkids. You need somebody that kind of understands how to navigate your world and they understand how to navigate, you know, you, you it's like, it's more than just you two. You're not 20. Okay. You know, like, so I feel like I, maybe it's just me. Maybe, honestly, if I got remarried, which isn't going to happen, right. but if I did, it would be a yellow or a woman, probably. <laughs> I <Okay>. would not. <laughs> They make the best spouses. Okay. Yellow auras. And every time they get, he got rid of, he got rid of Ellen and I would have picked, that's mine. I would have picked Ellen. Okay. And for me, (laughs) I am not going to get remarried, but I am going to get a companion and it's going to be a three-legged dog. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So. (laughs) Inside joke. Yeah. Deep joke. No, but I would pick a yellow aura person, lady for sure from this show. Oh, but then Abby and I also had the favorite Susan. She's uh, red purple, but she like made meatballs and, and did, still and did hair. No, they oh, got rid of her too. too. She looked like she looked like Chris Kardashian. Gary, what is what's going on? It's with a wonderful Gary? show. We should have helped him out with this. I like the show a lot. I feel like it's light and nice. I like that they show mature people living a wonderful full life because that's what you do, especially down in Florida. <laughs> and I love that you know it's just like more real in a lot of ways. Well, yeah, because that's, and that's what I was going to ask, like. Because they obviously probably don't have Instagram, and yeah. they probably or they don't even know what it is. Even like maybe Ellen doesn't even know what Instagram They're is. They're all on it, but Are I they? think it's just for the show. Yeah, you don't care at that yeah. point. Like how many followers on Instagram? I mean, that's ridiculous. I'm sure someone's doing it for them, right? Yeah. But like the the impetus, the motivation for the younger bachelor girls or men or whatever yeah. is to get as many followers as they can, yes. and then partly that to you know paradise and then probably that to something else uh and then eventually fizzle out and then right. just fake the followers till the end of time right so like that's their motivation like that's what's the motivation? The life cycle that's the life. bachelor influencer <laughs> I, just, I just yeah i just gave you guys you the gave life us, cycle it's like biology class and we yeah. just went through the life cycle yes like so, two little arrows and it, did i go through it too fast should i repeat no that i think that was good i can repeat it one more time okay. you get on the show okay. and it doesn't work anymore because the show went down in flames the show but went down yeah it used to be you get on the show Followers go up the the amount of weeks you're there. So you keep trying to stay as long as possible to get your followers up. Yeah, got to stay. Followers peak. You have a then you off the show. Then you go on to paradise. Yeah, you get another burst. Yeah. of followers. Then you get off of paradise, and then maybe you, like if you get married or whatever, maybe you actually find someone. They try not to find someone for a long time so they can have another shot at you paradise. You hope you're the next bachelor or, help, or right. bachelor. But then eventually, what happens is the followers start to dip, yeah. and thus in comes the social media manager who gets you the fake followers. Okay. And then okay. your followers rise, and then you're like, wait a second. They haven't been a Bachelor contestant for six years, yet they have more followers now than when they were on The Bachelor, which makes absolutely no sense. And logic tells you they've just bought hundreds yeah. and thousands and thousands of followers. And that, that was the life cycle, that is the life of, cycle the bachelor of The Bachelor influencer. contestant. And you're saying because these women That's not and mo- Gary, right. it's just not their motivation. And they don't have the time. Okay. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> Well, I think that it's just not, they don't care. Like, that's not their thing. Okay, Scott, you just made yourself laugh so hard. 
<laughs> but may I, we have a we have a fifty five and older community down here called Journey's End. Who we do does that. Who, who named it Journey's who End? Named it Journey's Don't End. Live there. Yeah, but people live there. <laughs> they do, and it's, it's a, called Journey's End. It's called Journey's End. That's, that's just what I was thinking. This is terrible. All right. Well, it's it's a good show, and I like it, and I'd watch again. You would. I'd watch okay. another Golden Bachelor, would, Golden would Bachelorette. A, would it be a one? Yeah, next they would. Next they would do the, the Golden female, Bachelorette. Right? Yeah, I, I'd yeah. watch that. Okay. Anyways, it's a wholesome show. The only here's my only complaint. <laughs> one of the group dates they had to do, um, <laughs> you dress up for a wedding photographer session or something. Okay. And they made like a couple of the widows wear wedding dresses. Oh, that's not nice. And they were like crying because they haven't worn a wedding dress since they were married to their husband who died. Okay. And well, I'm like, that's, that's mean. That's the jerky producers. Yeah. Over there. I'm like, that's not nice. Yeah. That's not nice. But that's just TV. That was my... But Gary's so sweet. He's like the perfect guy for this. Yeah. Anyways. All right. It's like dating and Mr. Rogers. again, green and blue. Yeah. Not one red guy has been talked about today, so... No. All right. <laughs> well, Jamie Spears. Oh, Jamie Spears. The dad. dad. He had the red and the green, right? And the, and the purple. And purple. And, all right. But that's fine. a mess. Okay. All right. All right. Anyway. All right. So we're done with pop culture? Um. Yeah. yeah. That was it. All right. <laughs> Yay! Yay! All right. Moving on. (laughs) If you want to call this overtime, you can. All right. That means you can feel free to go. It's nothing bad here today. So stay. Stay for this one. Yes. Yes. All right. So every year we do a Christmas exchange. We do. I have won three out of the last four years. I won last year. Yeah. And, you know, kind of my win was a little tainted because you kept saying, you know, it's because you pick the... The theme. Yeah. And I did pick the theme. Yeah. And so we made a new rule this year. Okay. And the new rule is that the loser, which would be you from last we, year, okay. yeah, gets to pick the theme of this year. So you started in the middle of a story. I did. Yeah. So we got to back it up. All right. Back it up. Every year, Scott and I do a special Christmas exchange. We started this years and years and years ago, way before the podcast, because we would get each other things. And it was just like, oh, thanks for the shirt. Oh, thanks for the, you know, what I don't want jewelry. He doesn't want a shirt, you know, like, so let's get something that's meaningful to each other. So we would do um, a competition and it was like $25 limit and then it would be some sort of theme. So you, last year's theme was... Uh, it was a Hallmark Christmas. Yeah. So you had to get someone a gift from Hallmark, like mm-hmm. a Hallmark type gift, and you had to write a story that the gift would fit into, like a Hallmark uh, made-for-TV movie. Yeah, like a Christmas movie. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I won. And Scott won. I won. So, right. after, But the year before. Yeah, you won the year before. Was you got 15 minutes in a Walgreens. Walgreens. Yeah, 15 minutes in that a Walgreens. That was my competition. Yeah, and you won. And it was 15 minutes in a Walgreens. You had to get something and really actually try for one another on 25 or under. And right. I won that one. Yeah, and the year before. I mean, we could keep going back on these. The year yeah. before was a gift from your... Aunt. Oh, yeah, you won that one. I won that one. But we've come to this conclusion <laughs> that I come up with bad ones and you come up with good ones. I do. So we made a compromise. Okay. And the compromise is that the loser gets to pick <laughs> this year's. Yeah. So I said to you, and no matter what it is, you have that, you know, this is really outlandish. Yeah. You know, that you have to do it. So you're, you came up with it this year. Yes. And tell them what it is. All right. So the Christmas exchange this year, and remember, we decide uh, the, how, how we decide who wins is you all and our children. Those are the, the votes that count. And uh, I always put it up on Christmas Day, and then you guys do a vote. Anyways, this is the exchange this year. It is 
Christmas holiday treats or holiday holiday treats. It doesn't have to be Christmas. It's like whatever, a holiday, holiday treat treats, yeah. we give to each other. So it's like a food gift. Food gift. Food gifts are an amazing part of the holiday season. <laughs> Watching okay. the food gifts on QVC, um, such as Mrs. Printables, is a holiday tradition Scott and I have long honored. Okay. We've decided that we will give each other each a Christmas holiday food gift. Yes. And there are five criteria on which we are grading it. Okay. And I forget them already. Yeah. Well, you, I, you I wrote, wrote it down. down. Okay. So there's the five criteria. There's some <laughs> other roles. The other role is it cannot be a Mrs. Printables. Oh, Because yes. we know if you get the Mrs. Printables, that's an automatic win. Yes. For whatever reason, Scott and I have decided that Mrs. Printables is the perfect holiday gift to give yes. anyone. Yes. Just so you know. But Perf- not for each other. But not for oh, each well- other. <laughs> so you can't give that. If you give it. That's great, but you'll really disqualify. You'll disqualify. Okay. And we've actually had to up the – we realized we did have to up the amount this year. Yeah. It normally is 25 to like $30. Yeah. We give you a little leeway in there. But we're saying forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. That's with shipping. Yes. With shipping. Forty nine ninety nine. So we had to up it a little bit. All right. What are the criteria? So this is the rubric worth five points each for a total of 25 points. Okay. All right. So family enjoyability. So, like, the whole family has to enjoy it. Right. Okay. So, if I got lobster, I'm yeah. going to like it. Yeah. But none of you are going to like it. That's like going to score it. low. Right. Okay. Presentation. You know, how holiday-ish is it? Right. Uh, taste. Yep. Um, holiday-esque. Hmm. Oh, no. I think it was presentation, how it's, like, packaged. And oh, holiday-esque like, is how how, like, how Christmassy or it is holiday or Okay. And then would it, and the final thing is, impress the company. Okay. If you had company over, would, would they them? be impressed? Right. And, you know, we, we threw around a few ideas that, you know, just in case, because I, I came up like, well, what if right. I get, like, Entenmann's Donuts? Right. I mean, everyone loves Entenmann's Donuts. Yeah. That's going to score really high on taste. It would score high on family enjoyability. Right. It would score high on taste. Yeah. It might even score mid on impress the company. Right. But low like that? on holiday-esque and low on right. presentation. So, so you, you really got to think about it. But what if right. I got you, like... The Hickory Farms Sausage Delight Basket. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, see, on taste now, I might like it. You might like it. But the kids are going to score that probably low on taste because they don't like the sausage. Yeah. And and like the, and also all of you might score low if right. you don't like that. But the company but, might like that. But it, it might really impress the company. Right. And it might be very holiday-esque. Yeah. And, and you know. You know, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I might play hero for one day. Take the loss. <laughs> get the Prindables. Get the Mrs. Prindables. <laughs> and just next year, you know. I get to pick. So I might do that. that I that's might just play. get you that's in play. a holiday cake from the grocery store. <laughs> okay. okay. From, from Publix? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I could well, get well, a flipping huge cake for 50 well, bucks at Publix. I might just go to Walmart and get you some <laughs> holiday chocolate-covered pretzels that are from last year. But that would score very low <laughs> on family enjoyability when I point out the expiration date. <laughs> when I get you and the company too, because like, well, if you show them the expiration date, that like be if long. you get like the the Swiss Miss, like Walmart, yeah, hot chocolate package, sure, yeah, because like it, you yeah. open those and they are solid, like yeah. rock solid hot chocolate. Pieces. Liquids count. You liquids can, you can get count. A liquid. You can get a liquid. Liquids count. Okay, all so right. all right, so that's I know, we had be... to tell you all that. Yeah, and, and hey, play sure. along. Yeah. We. Love hearing yes. how all of you couples, family members, you know, do it with your siblings yeah. or whatever, you know, $25, pick a theme 
And on Christmas morning or whatever you celebrate, Hanukkah, first night or last night, you guys open it and decide who won. You know, yeah, and we were doing this way way before the podcast. We've been doing this for a long, long time. Uh, we've always been, I mean, not always, but we've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. It's really fun. You don't need to have a podcast to do this. No. It's just, <laughs> just, just weird that Believe we do have a podcast not. to do this. But yeah, so it's a lot of fun. It's and, nice. And, yeah. It's weird because over the years, we last few years, we have had a lot of people tell us they've been playing and they love yeah. it. I did this with my boyfriend or whatever, my girlfriend, blah, yes. blah. And, you it's know. Like it doesn't break the bank and it, it's like more yeah. thought. It's, it's like more, more thought. It's thought. It's yeah. a lot of thought. And it's funny. Yeah. We used to do, oh, this is what we used to do for years, was the impersonal gift. The impersonal gift, yeah. Yeah, but I kept winning. Yeah, because I, I just wasn't understanding the concept so much. <laughs> you didn't get it. Like, once I, I gave, like, a donation in your name to the Red Cross. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and then I went into, like, Marshall's and I got you, like, a... a a knife or something? You got me a cheese board and, and cutter. Oh, a cheese board and cutter, and it had an M yeah. in the plate. And then you had to explain to me, well, that would make That's it personal. personal. And I, I, yeah, so I was losing a you lot back losing. then. You losing. That's when we started changing But it. I'm on a good streak at a three to four lately. So, But I'm excited. Yes, yeah. we know. But I'm excited about this one. I'm yeah. really excited about the food gift because yeah. I like food gifts. All right. And again, I might tank it and go with the printables. I'm not sure. I haven't decided yet. It's on the table. Yeah. Everything's on the table. Everything's on the table. All right. All right. Last but not least, this will come out. The day before our event yes. in Fort Lauderdale. This is our annual uh, Mystic Michaela spiritual family gathering, we call it. The gathering. The gathering. It's <laughs> the a gathering. jovial cult coming it's a jovial together cult in South Florida. It disturbs oh. the hotel employees. Yes. No, they love Actually, they love it. No, they do. They do. And it's weird because, like, the people of the hotel <laughs> that are not in our jovial cult, like, the other people that are just coming for a nice vacation in Fort yeah. Lauderdale, they all want to be part of the cult by the end. Yeah, but the um, last time we did this, one of the employees came up to me and they said, like, like they looked at me, like you know when somebody looks at you and they're leveling with you and they're a stranger, but you don't feel like they are in that moment. Yeah. And she looked at me and she's like, "These are like actually nice people," and I'm like, "I know." She and she's like, "No," she's like, "They're good people. These people are good," yeah. and I'm like, "I know." <laughs> like, cause that's the thing. Like, yeah, you get that. Yeah. Like and, people don't understand, like people lost faith in people until they meet you guys. And they're like, oh, that's amazing. That's what literally happens. And I just get people walking <laughs> up to me and be like, are you the leader of this cult? <laughs> and I say, yeah, I am. <laughs> but anyway, let me give you some, <laughs> but anyway, let me give you some of the details. We don't make you do anything creepy. Though. Just in case you happen to be in, in, and we do have people coming, by the way, from all over the country, mm-hmm. uh, as far as... And Canada, too. In Canada, yeah. We have people from Toronto, the west coast of Canada. We have a lot of people from California coming, Arizona. I mean, we've had people come as far as Alaska. I think yeah. someone came from Alaska one year. So we do have people coming from all over the country. Uh, but again, it might be too late at this point to get a ticket. I have no idea. But if you are in South Florida and you want to come, come by, Friday night is a book signing. That is free. Free. And you, you just come. Hang hope, out. You know, as long as, you know, it's not over, over, overwhelming. We'll yeah. try to get all the books signed. Um, at the Bahia Mar. At, at the Bahia Mar Hotel in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, right, on, right on the beach. Beautiful spot. And then on Saturday, we do have our ticketed event. That's uh, Saturday morning, 930 at the Bahia Mar Hotel. There could be some tickets floating around. I'm not sure. It was sold out last time I checked. Yeah. But there could possibly be a ticket or two left. If yeah. You, you're a last minute purple or something like that and do want to go. But uh, it should be a great time. We're yeah, really, really looking forward to it, meeting all the people. That's what makes it so special. Yeah. Uh, so that's coming up. 
I can't wait. I'm so excited to see everybody, give everybody hugs in person and just see everyone's just like awesome vibe. I look forward to this. And this podcast is for you and about you. And we're so glad you spent some time with us today. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.